episode two. Already. I feel nerdening. Nerd the nerdening? <laughs> yes. I mean, I was I was gonna go with Attack of the Clones, but you know. Well that why don't we go with Attack of the Nerds? Attack of the Nerds as opposed to Revenge. I guess yes. that's, uh, that's I guess that's part that'll, three. I was gonna say that'll be next episode. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but remember, hope is a lie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us. For those of you listening, wherever you are, and whoever you are, <laughs> <laughs> think about it. We're 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 in a stage where we're potentially people could be listening to us and say, "Oh my God, get to the point already." That might be what they're thinking. Yeah. 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 On episode two. I know. And then wait until we start talking about things and we leave something out and then their nerd rage takes over and then they get to a point where they want to add us. Like, how could you leave this out? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's already a part of my nerd rage that is upset with me for not just immediately responding to your hope is a lie with rebellions are built on hope. But here we are. Yes, that's right. There you go. See, I I taught you well, young Padawan. (laughs) Nice, uh, nice foreshadowing there, sir. Yeah, hashtag preview. You want to say the name of the podcast? No, I think it's better if you say it. Oh, fine. Welcome once again to Nerd Pastiche. Well, now that we've gotten over that hump of that first episode, I mean, thank the gods, we could just kind of just jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So here we are, people. So one of the things we're going to do from week to week in order to maintain our nerddom and keep our nerd cards, so to speak, is we're going to talk about how we nerded this week. You know, it could be anything. It could be a game. It could be something we bought. Who knows? But as long as it's something that feeds our need and our habit to nerd. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, we need that. Yeah, we're we're all addicted to being nerds. It's true. Yeah, Yeah. hook it to my veins. Yep. (laughs) That's sweet, sweet nerd juice. (laughs) That's that's very good. That's very good. (laughs) Isn't that Mountain Dew Code Red? Maybe <laughs> at one point <laughs> <laughs> or Red Bull. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. 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 On stay on target. Yes. <laughs> so how did I nerd this? How did I nerd this week? So, well, one of my big things is, is I watched the trailer for season eight of Wentworth. Now, for those of you that don't know, Wentworth <laughs> is a show based out of Australia. Was it yes. Australia or is it New Zealand? It's Australia. I right? thought it was oh, Australia. Know, but it's a, it's a television show about women in, you know, in, in serving, you know, prison sentences and just the trials and tribulations that they go through every day. So it could be relationships. It could be trying to get out. It could be, you know, working on, you know, a plea to get out, whatever the case may be. But it's, it's, it's basically, I mean, people are going to think Orange is the New Black, but Orange is the New Black has like this dark comedy kind of spin to it. That's why I never got into it. But mm-hmm. Wentworth is all is, is very, very serious. And I am beyond excited. There's <laughs> only two more seasons left. I cannot wait. The, 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 the cliffhanger that they left us on last year has me just chomping at the bit. It is one <laughs> of the best, you know, best shows that nobody talks about. I, I don't know. I only know two other people that watch this show. That's very it. dramatic. And it's, it's shameful. It is so good. So if you, I'm making a plug right now for Wentworth. So if you have not watched that, you need to go on Netflix right now. They have the first seven seasons up there. You need to get to it. So that's the first thing I did. So something simple, right? Yeah. Then the other thing I already told you about this is that I finally finished Uncharted Lost Legacy. 
So now I can safely say I have completed all of the Uncharted games from start to finish. Congratulations. Thank you, thank That's you. That's a now, trophy in itself. Well, 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 see, there's the thing, you know. <laughs> I completed the game, but have I mastered the game? That's, mm. that's, that those are two different things. Valid. I only have a quarter of the trophies. That doesn't so seem like very the, much for having finished the game. No, it's not. I mean, there are certain treasures that I just left. You get this little ruby bracelet that, you know, kind of, you know, um, is like a homing beacon. It lets you know where various treasures are. There were some, I just, I heard the thing ring and I just said, you know what, to hell with you. I'm going to finish <laughs> the game because I'm not going to fall off the side of this cliff trying to find it again. So, Good you know, <laughs> so Good. we'll go back again. But yes, finally finished Uncharted and the soundtrack is actually awesome. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I know. I didn't know until I had to watch the credits. But, you know, and then, the, you know, Henry Jackman actually scored the, 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 uh, the game. Oh, doesn't he play Wolverine? No, no, no. He, he, he scored a, a soundtrack. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. You know what? I'm done now already. <laughs> I just like to imagine Wolverine leading an orchestra. That's Hugh Jackman. I am aware. I, I know, but you know, there <laughs> might be somebody out there that might actually think. Oh, okay, yes, yes. But I'm pretty sure that most people that would be kind enough to listen to this will know the difference between Hugh Jackman and what'd you say his name? Harry? Henry? Henry Jackman, yeah. Henry. And I'm, I, I, I'm losing my mind. I mean, technically, I mean, he scored one of the X-Men movies, uh, First Class. Oh, so mm -hmm. one degree of separation. Well, technically, Wolverine was in first class. There we go. <laughs> Even though he told him to, you know, piss off. Yeah. I was going to say, my, my big nerding this week was also TV related. Um, I'm sure you have heard Avatar The Last Airbender has returned to Netflix. Yes. Yes. So I binged the seasons of <laughs> Avatar again. It had been wow. so long since I had seen it. And there were little bits that I had I had just forgotten about or had just mm -hmm. missed because, I mean, that was – I watched it back when it was just on TV and you didn't have all this other stuff. Yeah. So there were, there were moments that I had forgotten about and it was amazing. It was a show far before its time. It just, it just gave me warm fuzzies. Um, especially the very ending, completely forgot that Fire Lord Ozai was voiced by Mark Hamill. That's right. I did hear that. I, again, I, I, I have never watched the show. You've tried you, to get me to watch oh, it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. God, it's so good. It's so good. And Mark Hamill, I mean, I guess maybe he could have been like number six of my top five, top six nerd things. Is just Mark Hamill. His yes. voice acting specifically four villains so on oh. point chef's oh, kiss yeah. on point oh my god yes you're a thousand percent correct so now you know with that extra hook with mark hamill i'm gonna have to force myself to push this to the top of my queue there's there's just a lot of great fun within it and there's some heart and there's some it's just such a good show it's so what have you got for nerd news this week for me, oh well, nothing, nothing major. I wanted to keep it to a minimum. Just things that just that just stuck out and you know and grabbed my attention immediately. Mm -hmm. One is I just saw this, I believe, this morning. Sly Stallone says that there's going to be a Rocky Four director's cut coming. So here we go. I am here <laughs> for all 
all of this. I, I don't care what the extra footage is. It gives me another excuse to watch Rocky Four, which is probably one of the most I don't know iconic films of I don't know of all time. That's probably hyperbolic, but hey. Okay. It's probably I'm probably not wrong. Anyway. I'm happy I'm, for you. Yes, I am here for all of the director's cuts. I am here for the resurgence of all of these 80s stars. I'm here for all of this. So I cannot wait. I don't care if it's, you know, Rocky lifting some more weights and then that's all that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's thrown in there. I don't care. I don't care if it's him, you know, you know, holding buckets of water running up a hill. Don't care. Yeah. Give it to me. Just, just to watch Stallone do that. That's for an extra right. 30 seconds. Yes, and I will pay money for that. It really does make or break the film. I, you know what? It might add an extra dimension that we <laughs> have yet to fully experience and understand. So I'm here for it. Can't wait. <laughs> so yeah, I know you're not the big Rocky aficionado that I am. No, but maybe that should be my nerd homework. Yeah, it is by far one of the greatest stories ever told on film. Well, here's um, something we, we, can, we can agree on, and I think that's you know, can describe the nature of our relationship with two simple gifts. What? Do you like The Mandalorian, Brittany? I do. Oh, well, you are in luck because for those of us that just constantly want to ingest all things Mandalorian, one of the other things that just popped up is that apparently there are going to be some, you know, Lucasfilm announced there are going to be some, some tie-in books that are coming toward the end of the year Ooh. that are going to ideally expand the mythos or, you know, mythology, since mythos uh-huh. might seem a bit pretentious, of, <laughs> of the Mandalorian. So I, well, That's exciting. It most certainly is. Now, remember, Mandalorian is supposed to come out. It's still slated for October, season yeah. two. And I cannot wait. You know, all things Star Wars, I pretty much love. Well, there are some exceptions. But, yes, uh, we'll we say, don't we'll speak save, of those things. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. Um, but yes, so this is just simple nerd news there. But uh, again, if you can't get enough of the Mandalorian, if you can't get enough of the child. Baby Yoda, baby, baby, baby not, Yoda. <laughs> it is not Baby Yoda. It is the child, okay? Yes. If you can't get enough, then, you know, Make sure you buy those books when they come out. Awesome. All right. Well, mine is pretty simple. Um, Again, with the whole being on Netflix nonstop binging Avatar, uh, happened upon what's coming out. I think it actually came out July 1st. So it came out yesterday to date today when we were recording. Unsolved Mysteries is back. You are an Unsolved Mysteries fan? They have rebooted it. Yes. And they are bringing it back with writing. By yeah. the Stranger Things bros. Ah, I did not I catch that. so excited. The trailers for it looked amazing. I didn't get the chance to watch it last night, um, but I am really, really excited to binge these. I think there's only maybe eight episodes. It's a short season. Um, I think That's they're testing good. the waters to see if anyone will come back to it. But... I am so excited for Unsolved Mysteries, the reboot, to come in. Now, um, let me ask it you this. Looks is it creepy. The... It looks just amazing. I'm wow. so ready. Wow. Now, is it because it's the Stranger Thing bros doing this, or did you actually like Unsolved Mysteries, oh. the previous rendition? Oh, yeah. Absolutely loved the original. 
It's really? definitely one of those things that you, again, much like watching Inuyasha at two in the morning, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Unsolved Mysteries late at night whenever everyone thought I was asleep. Um, so, you know, I, I have a twisted side. I love, uh, God, I don't know how else to say this other than I love murder. <laughs> well, well, you guess what? No, pretty so, much a, a whole lot of other people seem to like murder as well, yes, which is yes. which I find quote quite quite disturbing. Uh, and I am I'm here to disturb you, no. um, but I I really really find these stories uh, because they're not stories they're 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 truths so yeah. fascinating. Uh, the fact that there are so many things that can happen to a person yeah. that are in many cases the absolute worst things that can ever happen. Finding out, specifically with Unsolved Mysteries, I loved the fact that there you don't really know what's going on. So there's a part of me that always grew up reading mystery books and Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys and all those sorts of things that just love trying to feel like maybe I could solve this mystery. So I am very excited to see how this, how this works out. And I'm hopeful that enough people are excited about it and watch it that they they get a season two. The other little bit of nerd news, slightly related to this, again Netflix related. I brought up Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and the books that I loved to read when I was little or younger. And Netflix has brought back an adaptation of The Babysitters Club. Wow! <laughs> I'm just stoked because Claudia looks just as cool as she was in the books, and she was always my favorite. Oh my gosh! We are just pulling out all of the properties out of the mothballs are we not right oh my I love it. gosh i oh i mean gosh. it's it there's a part of me that's kind of sad that we can't come up with new material for a lot of tv shows but there's also the nostalgia bone just getting tickled that mm. i am i am so excited to Ooh. to see what they do with this i think they've they've actually updated a few of the characters so that it's a little bit more and it's it's in like the current time period if i'm if i'm understanding it correctly so there's there's a lot of updates to it keeping a lot of the main story beats from the originals okay but updating some things to include conversations that are a little bit more of the now if you will so i'm i'm very curious to see how it goes with shows like this i'm always worried that the child actors aren't going to be able to pull it out the way that i want them to but from the trailer it looks like the girls click really well together they seem very sweet and innocent but also uh, i mean like christy is just a strong badass as well she should be as the leader of the babysitters club so mm-hmm. the president um, oh, okay. so she there's there's just a lot to it that i think is going to be really great um, my daughter's a little too young to really get into it but i'm hoping that if this is something that maybe i can show her later just because I don't know that I still have all of the books. They're probably in an attic somewhere. Well, I mean, and see, I mean, here's the deal, though. I mean, that's just if I can put on my my tin hat for a second. Please I mean, this do. is this is what Hollywood does, right? I mean, you know, they're pulling out all of these pro- these old school properties because they know there's a new generation, right? They mm-hmm. know we're going to go see it. 
or, or, or ingested, whatever it may be. And then ideally the goal is that, oh, we're going to hook, we're going to have you bring someone along with you that has no knowledge of any of this. Yep. Get them we'll hooked. hook in a whole new group of people. Yeah. Because we, what, what's going to happen? We're going to be offended when some younger person says, what's that? Like, how do you not know what this is? Yep. I mean, case in point, the Sonic movie. That's offensive. <laughs> there, that's, there's no there's no other way around that that's offensive <laughs> gotta go fast <laughs> that's offensive and then and then it's and then and then who of all of the actors that you put in there you put in there someone especially in their community well i'm projecting right now that we don't like well i think you're projecting a little bit he does actually game pretty consistently but for I'm, me he will always be john ralphio no, not John, not even, no, not, not John Raphael. No, no, no. I'm talking about, isn't it? Because James Marston's oh, in Oh, you're talking about Cyclops. Scott. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's not great. That was not a good choice. Yeah. Now we love James, James Marston, the person. I have no problem with him. He's in one of my favorite movies, Disturbing Behavior. But he plays Scott. Nobody if you likes. like Cyclops, I was going to apologize and say I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm just just stop doing that yeah he's a terrible like person. someone better yes if you read the comics cyclops is, ter- is a terrible person uh-huh. <laughs> and so is then that's the news that is the news great stuff. shall we segue well i think that's not really a segue now but well we should transition okay all right <laughs> so you want to explain the segment that we're going to be doing today well, of course, since it is my brainchild, I think it's only appropriate <laughs> that I be the one to explain it, correct? Agreed. Well, fellow nerds, the name of this specific segment is going to be entitled Young Padawan. Yay. So for those of you in the nerd community, a Padawan is what? A un- an understudy, if you will, in the Star Wars community. Obi-Wan, this is, I guess this is, is, is this kind of a spoiler? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not really. From a movie how old? Yeah, I know, I know. If you have, it's a shame on you. But Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, a Jedi master, had, took a young Padawan by the name of Anakin Skywalker. And he sound familiar? Was, it sounds familiar. And he was designed to teach Anakin the ways of the Force, right? So Anakin didn't know a lot about the Force. He had this power within him, but he didn't really know how to harness it, what it meant, how to use it. So... What we're going to do with Young Padawan is we are going to take the time to try to teach each other about something that maybe we have some knowledge about or very little, if any, knowledge. I have no idea what Brittany is going to talk to me about. She has no idea what I'm going to talk to her about. But I can guarantee you I'm going to enrage him. That's... mm, par for the course so that's <laughs> not going to really change much all it's going to be is a matter of degree how about you go first okay sure so let me for those of you listening i am <laughs> i'm going to be uh presenting a powerpoint to darian oh god can you see oh, it darian god no <laughs> come on i thought that we already thought, oh god primarily I I because i want to i want you all to hear the rage oh because it makes me warm and fuzzy inside we already and i hope it brings some joy to you darian <sighs> my dear darian why is this happening i'm going to teach you the ways of animal crossing 
Remember, everybody, I, I swear to you, I did not know she was. I, I had a suspicion, but I figured it was, was too obvious. This, I was not mentally prepared for this. Okay. All right, Darian. So, Animal Crossing. No. Key components of Animal Crossing. You make a cute little island. You get all of the decorations. You can actually, once you get further along in the game, you can kind of landscape things. So you can build your own levels, you can build your own rivers and lakes, and it is, you can go chasing waterfalls that you can create. You build your own little happy place. You can also collect all of the cutest little outfits. It's so great. Your little person is adorable. You can change their hair, you can change their eye color, you can change their skin color, you can change their outfits, their shoes, their hats. They have little bags. Uh, the picture that I am showing Darian right now has also a bunch of dresses and shirts and such that have been created because there's a creator in this. There's a custom designer within this. You can make your own patterns. You can make your own little costumes and your little person can be a little cosplayer. Okay, it's, so let me ask, can I ask questions as we go through by this? By all I means, please, please ask any questions. Let me illuminate uh, things for you. Okay, what do I do to get these outfits? Are they just there or do I have to, well, how do you unlock them. these? What do you have to do and what do you do to get money? Well, what do you know? Great segue here. Um, there is a whole system of bells. They are called bells. That is your currency in this game. So of these bells, you can collect them in various ways. You can sell things that you make. You can create things to sell. You can run around your island and go fishing. You can catch bugs and butterflies of varying natures and sell all of those things. And all of those things will give you bells. There's also gambling. <laughs> what? Uh, there is a young turnip seller named Daisy May who is perennially sick with a little snot bubble. It's disgusting, but so cute. The turnips, you can buy them every Sunday morning. She goes away at noon, so it has to be Sunday morning. Usually oh. the, the lowest you can buy them for is 90, uh, 90 bells each. You can buy them for up to, I think it's 110, I think is the highest they go, but I'm not sure. I've never had them go any higher than that. You buy the turnips and then you play the stock market. Oh, God. Get it? Yeah. This Do you I get, get it, Darian? It's great. Produce. Yes. So I, uh, each, yes. Mm -hmm. each day you get every morning before noon and every afternoon afternoon. The stock market changes the price of the turnips. So you ideally buy low on Sunday mornings and you sell high later in the week and you get bells. You make monies. You also ideally have tons of friends that play this game, which if you would play this game with me, you would be welcome to be one of my quote unquote friends. We you can. can go visit each other's islands. Obviously, in my case, the best thing about having a lot of a lot of company and friends is that you can use their their stock market 
prices as well. So you can go over to a friend's island who's only selling for 90 when yours are selling for 108 and then you can or buying anyway for 108 and then later in the week whenever they have turnips on sale like you can the the store will buy turnips for 400 bells and the most you've gotten is like 102 so you can wait, go over to your friend's place and wait, you can so, sell okay. all your turnips and make all the monies okay so when do i get to play a game you also run okay. around and you collect things okay so build you things so all, what you have talked to me about is, and, and, and for those of you that can't see this, obviously you can't see this. Oh, there is, is, is that a Tifa Lockhart outfit? Yes, it is. Yes, of course it is. At least that's the one plus here. So what you have described to me is a game where I have to build things. My, I have to build the world myself. Mm -hmm. I have to make an effort to sell things or buy turnips. Mm -hmm. I have to clothe myself. Mm -hmm. beforehand where is the playing where is the game where is the action i'm pretty sure you just described all of the game sometimes there are stars that fall and you can watch the stars and collect stars I, oh, who's what? playing this who's I playing am. this <laughs> who else is playing this i, I don't you, this is one of the most popular games on the nintendo switch how 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 because it is a great time waster i will tell you that oh well that is obvious but it is also one of those games that you get to kind of especially right now with the rona not being able to go outside or really do anything you can kind right. of it's it's escapism at its best at its very best you can change your hair all you want despite the fact that you can't go get a haircut you can update your island and sit at the beach and all sorts of fun things. What is this? This is, a, what, this is a bootleg version of The Sims. But cuter. And there are animals. There, this is why it's called Animal Crossing. There are animals that mm. live in this world. You are the only non-animal in your world. That's um, a twist. Which is pretty interesting if we think about it in the grand scheme of things uh the first animal that you meet is tom nook is is that a what is, what is that is that is, i don't even know what kind of i can't even tell what animal that is what is that do you want to take a guess i do not know it, i he doesn't even have claws what the fuck he is, is a, a tanuki oh god of course he is and he has a is that a, that's that's not even a hawaiian shirt i don't what okay and these are his, I guess, sons? It's never really explained to my knowledge. Timmy and Tommy, they are also tiny little Tanukis. So Tom Nook is the, the leader of all things Animal Crossing. He is also an absolute crook. Timmy and what? Tommy own the shop. The, shop is, the shop's name is Nook's Cranny. Oh, boy. You Good. sell them things. They sell you things. You never know which one you're talking to because they talk as one person. They are repetition raccoons. It is adorable and a little disturbing. Yeah, I mean, if I were to transplant them somewhere, they would be, I don't know, you know, in front of an elevator in a hotel somewhere. If you get my drift. I don't. That's a deep, the shining. Oh, yes. Twins. Yes. Oh, God. They do not ride bicycles, but you can buy them from them. Oh, jeez. Next, okay. on your island, 
is the Able Sisters. The Able Sisters are little hedgehogs. Mabel, Sable, and Label. They are clothing designers and makers. They are the way that you buy your clothing outfits. This, this This is unreal. Please tell me what you think about Mabel, Sable, and Label. I don't like any of this. I, I don't understand. Why do I need? Okay. Well, um, the, the, the blue one is who? Mabel. Okay. So we got a Sonic Hedgehog vibe right mm-hmm. there. Okay. So, and the next one, that's not really pink, but let's just go with the, we're, we're hot pink. So, but she's wearing a pinkish apron. apron. So we'll, we'll go with the Knuckles vibe. Okay. Okay. And then this last one, I, you, I don't, it, okay. She's got a cute little scarf. And sunglasses. Next is Isabel. Her head is shaped like a bag of bells. What a wow! I she didn't see Isabel. that one <laughs> Didn't didn't see that one coming at all. Isabel is a cute little puppy dog, and she runs the resident services in Animal Crossing: New Horizons. So if you have an issue with one of your neighbors, which we'll talk about in a minute, <laughs> you can go to her. And she will do that. She also reads you the the daily news every day. So I can't read myself. What do I do? What do I need her to read for me? Read to me. Well, she she tells you all sorts of things, like if there's a a visitor at the campsite that you can go talk to, if there's an event coming up that day, if there if she found a sock that she was missing for a while. Uh, all sorts of things so she's a detective she is a a a newspaper editor she is just a a jane of all trades so to speak yes and she's lovely the other one i'm gonna add on here just because i i feel like i needed to add one more for the powerpoint slide but also i want your i want you to describe this character there is a character named red red has been added to the new new horizons just recently DLC? Uh, he, no, no, wow. no DLC. It all just is updates that are free, which is oh, also wow. part of the reason why we love this game because they're continually bringing things in. Okay, but, I'll give that. I'll give him a plus on that. Yeah. So Red is used to be a partner with Tom Nook the Crook, and now he comes to your island every once in a while on his rickety ass little boat, and he you can buy art from him. The fun thing is sometimes that art is counterfeit art. So you have to be careful about which art you buy from him. Please tell me what you think about the character design of Red. Well, obviously with those, are are those eyes or his eyebrows? Uh, That is a good question of which I have no answer. (laughs) Because he obviously, well, regardless of which one it is, it it may be, he looks quite shifty. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I really have an issue with, I don't know what that is he's wearing. Is that a towel with a a ribbon around it? I don't know what he's got on. I think it's intended to be an apron, like a little half apron. Okay. I, I don't like the cut of this, of this Fox's jib. I don't like it at all. So anybody that buys anything from him should be, should be ashamed of themselves. We also have issues with the fact that he is a little on the racist looking side. Oh, God. I'm just yeah, going to call it out there. But. Oh, yeah. Oof. Oh, I forgot. I forgot I added these. Blathers and Celeste. They're little owls. They are brother and sister. Blathers runs the museum. So when you collect new 
new bugs and new fish and fossils because you can dig up fossils. You take all of them to him and he has a whole museum on the island that you can go into and look around and see all the things that you've found. And Celeste is his little sister. And Celeste loves the stars. So anytime that she is on your island, she gives you recipes to make things that are star related, uh, space related, things of that nature. And sometimes when she, she will show up on your island, if there is a chance that there will be shooting stars that night for you to sit back and watch. Okay. This They're just blathers, cute. This Blathers chap. I'll, 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 okay. He's not, he's not too bad. I figured you'd like Blathers. Yes. 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 I like Blathers. Okay, Which is so, why I wasn't sure if I was going to add them into this PowerPoint, but I'm glad I did. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Why, why add something I, yeah, I would like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The last general person that I need you to know about is KK Slider. The point of the game at the very beginning is you want to decorate your island and get enough people on your island that really like your island so that you can get enough renown for KK Slider, the best and I'm pretty sure only musician in all of Animal Crossing, to come to your island and play a concert. And KK Slider is the coolest dog you will ever talk to. It's also very funny to me that he is the only animal in all of Animal Crossing that does not wear clothes. <laughs> what, what kind of name? Is, is there any copyright infringement? Is this not a bootleg Snoopy? Uh, n- no. It's just another white dog with bushy eyebrows. This is and bootleg a guitar. Snoopy. Okay, sure. If, that's, if that makes you feel better. It does. Okay, but he has a lot of songs. You can collect all of those records over the course uh, of the game. I've collected and enough records from a video some game Some of standpoint. these songs are an absolute bop. This coming from the same person who likes the Choco Bowl rap from hip hop what, whatever the frack it's called yeah the chocobo hip hop hip bop whatever from final fact yeah okay okay it's okay. hip hop day chocobo don't it is a, it, it's, it's the one it's the song i hate the most but the real reason that we play this game is because you can get villagers to come live on your island there are over 390 some villagers that you can possibly get. There are at least one villager per day because there's there's a villager for every birthday, every day of the year. Does that make sense, what I just said? None of this makes, this game does not make sense to me. <laughs> what is the, well, isn't the purpose of an island to get away? Well, that Why was the original re- intent, yes. But then you end up with, I think it's like 10 villagers, eight or 10 villagers that you can get on your island. So. I want to introduce you to my top four villagers. Tex, please describe Tex. Is is that a penguin who's high? (laughs) And wearing a letterman's jacket? That is correct. Please describe this next character. Of course, it's a reindeer with a fracking Christmas sweater. Yeah, it's Bo. His name is Bo. On an island. In, in, oh my. And he has Maleficent horns. So Bo is a lazy villager. Yes, he doesn't his... look like he gets a lot of sleep either. <laughs> he doesn't. His catchphrase is salt lick, and his skill is staying awake. 
<laughs> Next we have Muffy. Please describe Muffy. She looks like is that are those are those horns? Yes. So she's a she's a ram who looks like she's dressed as a a burlesque worker. I was gonna say goth, but that's fine. Okay, Muffy. I'm just seeing the frills at the bottom of this. Oh my god. Okay. Well, the frills, that's just her, her fluff. Okay, so is she trying to tap into her inner Winona Ryder from Beetlejuice? A little bit, yeah. Last but not least, of the best villagers, in my opinion, there is, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be pissed that I didn't put, like Raymond up or Anka or Cherry, whatever the case may be. These are my top four. This is Zucker. Please describe Zucker. Oh, God. Zucker is a squid. Is that what is that in the back? Is that a is he is that a candy apple? <laughs> the best part about Zucker is that his character model is based on, and I'm gonna butcher this this, but it's takoyaki, which is a Japanese fried dough ball that is okay. filled with minced octopus. Mm. There is irony here. Mm. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I actually like the the execution there. That's right. Good. Right. I'll give the, I'll give you the, the game that. But okay. That's about yeah. So now I'm very quickly going to go through the absolute more. worst villagers in my opinion. So these are probably people I'd like. I don't know that you will. <laughs> uh, well, there's got to be at least one I like. I think. Okay. The first is Gloria. I have a personal issue with Gloria because her birthday is my birthday. All right. Please describe Gloria. Is what? Okay, she's a duck. Mm-hmm. What is she wearing? Is that some sort of? Is that almost? Is that post-Victorian? A little of... bit. It is a corseted shirt. That is yeah. what she comes with whenever you first get her. She has literal duck face. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. The only redeeming factor about Gloria is that her skill is with board games. So that's cool. But the rest of her is terrible. And I hate that she is the villager that shares the birthday with me. This is Limburg. He looks like a jerk. <laughs> I would agree. Limburg, okay. <laughs> Limburg is a cranky villager. Is he a mouse? He is a mouse. Well, uh, second to last is Pietro. Would you like to describe Pietro? It's another ram. Dressed mm-hmm. as a dressed as a, a uh, dressed as a clown. <laughs> oh. Pietro is a smug villager. His catchphrase he is the nerve to be smug. I know, right? Come on, do you see yourself? He his catchphrase is honk honk. A, so a pretentious clown. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's, okay. Yes, he's so bad. <laughs> and then there's the worst. Moose. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. Moose is in fact not a moose. No, he is not. And clearly he thinks very highly of himself with this shirt with a star on it. He probably yes. thinks he's the bee's knees and he's the greatest thing since sliced cheese. His eyebrows are always like that. Okay. The people's eyebrow for, for those of you that can't see it. Yes. For my wrestling it, fans. It is 
disturbing. Uh, his hair looks look like stupid. a child drew it on. Yeah, his hair looks stupid. It, he is the absolute worst. So, because I've now given you the best and the worst, I'm going to just give you a couple of these strange ones that just make me smile because they're so weird. But it also so. gives you a taste of just, like, how weird this game is. First, we have meringue. Do you want to oh, guess please. what meringue looks like? Oh, God, please not a pie. Please not a pie. <sighs> meringue is a lovely little little rhinoceros with a strawberry horn. Do you want to guess what Tia looks like? I swear on all that is good, if, if she looks anything like a teacup, I'm going to... So close, it's a teapot. Tia <laughs> is a very sweet little elephant uh, shaped well that looks like her face is a teapot. Second to last is Frida. What does Frida look like? Is uh, I'm stuck between hot dog and fries mm -hmm. and between some sort of type of food candy mm -hmm. and Yes, she has a hamburger head. That's a ha oh god. Yes, but last but not least is actually oh, she's no. one of my favorites. Like I think she's really sweet. So Coco, please, 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 please don't be. A, I don't even. Okay, thank goodness. I don't. I don't even know what. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> I, I don't know what this is. What? What is that? Coco is a rabbit. How is, is that a rabbit? She is a rabbit. And that, she is made of cookie dough. This is ridiculous. Her phrase is doyoing, and she has dead eyes. She does not have Hollow eyes. Hollow dead eyes. She doesn't have eyes. <laughs> the only other thing I was going to show you is oh. Cody, because he shares a birthday with you. Oh, God. His catchphrase is okie dokie. I thought you oh. would enjoy that. So that... That is Animal Crossing. It is a ridiculous game. There is absolutely no reason for everyone to love it as much as we do, but we still do. The, the, honestly, the best thing about it is the fact that they keep bringing out new content pretty much every month. I will give them that. I will give them that. That's, that's the huge thing. Um, because, you know, in this, in this age with DLC, the way it is, I mean, yeah, I, I'll give them credit for that. That's, that's yeah. a huge thing to keep, to keep somebody playing. I, I, will, I have to concede that. Is this a game I will ever play? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to sit here and share this properly. I mean, mine doesn't require as much visual aid as yours. So that's the good thing here. So let me go ahead and do this. Can you see it? I can. What does it say, Brittany? How to score. Ah, yes. How to score. Can you just tell the audience what's, what's on here? Sports balls. Yes, that's exactly. Are you ready to learn about sports? No. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you feeling right now? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm an avid sports fan, and Brittany is not. I know the difference between each of those particular sports balls. <laughs> I see a bat, a golf club, and what I'm assuming is a hockey stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> see i wanted to but i'm I, not 100 percent sure <laughs> see i knew you were going to do something terrible but that's why i wanted to do this to you but plot twist it has All nothing right. to do with sports ball yay 
What is a musical score, ladies and gentlemen? That's what we're going to talk about. Yes. Now, I know that you are a person who values all things performing arts. So the notion of a musical score isn't something that's foreign to you. Here is the difference. What, a mu there's a musical score and then there's a soundtrack, or which is an original a soundtrack, which is you know, music inspired by the film. So those are two different things, right? So we know a musical score, according to vocabulary.com, mm. is a written form of a musical composition. We'll just leave it at that. That's just a shorter definition, right? So it's, it's the background music that you hear in a, you know, in whatever you can think of. So it could be a film, it could be television, it could be video games. Excuse <laughs> me as I tap into my inner Hank Hill right there. All right. Dang it, Bobby, with your video games. <laughs> and of course, anime, right? Mm, yes. Yeah, that's where we can score, right? Now there might be some things I might be leaving out, but that's where it is, right? Films, television, video games, and anime. Now the question is, who can score? Now, I'm not going to go over everybody because there are so many composers out there who have done so many great things. But there are, there are certain composers who have crafted such masterful works that even if you aren't a nerd or even if it's something that you are not very interested in, you know the theme. So I'm going to test Brittany here as we go along for a minute. Uh-oh. So who can score? We've got John Williams. Okay, Hans Zimmer, Alan Silvestri, Bear McCrary, and John Ottman. Now, before we get, you know, so, 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 John Williams, I don't have to even, if you know anything, I don't have to tell you. Star Wars, Brittany, Star Wars theme, go. Wait, wait, there you go, okay, come on, there you go, that's the opening, I don't know. Go on, you can do it. See, there we go, Indiana Jones watched those movies oh my god okay that's okay this is a safe space no judgment there okay <laughs> no judgment okay uh, no judgment at least for today and uh, jurassic jurassic park oh um da -da -da -da. you see it's, exactly it's the, it's the um it's the the gold bloom holy shit it's a dinosaur now he, she's the curse i'm so scared that it might eat me right He's the, yeah, yes, I, I guess so. I've, I'm trying to keep this, you know. Okay, fine. We yes. can cut that. <laughs> no, we can leave, leave it there. That's fine. All right. <laughs> Hans Zimmer, you know, uh, the, 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 the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, guess something else that Hans Zimmer did. Gladiator. The oh, Lion King. That's a King. good film. Uh-huh. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. At World's End. Yes. So he didn't do all of the parts of the Caribbean. He he didn't do all of them. He didn't do the first. He didn't do the first one. That's right. He but he did the rest of them. Cool. Bear McCrary has an amazing uh, name. Uh, and do you know what score he he composed? Not a clue. The greatest the the score of the greatest television show of all time. The score of Star Galactica. Oh God. You know he he also Agents of Shield, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Oh. Terminator, okay. the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, nice. and The Walking Dead. Oh. And then John Ottman, X-Men, X2 United. Not X-Men, I'm sorry. X2, X-Men United. Say, is this, but who did the... Da -na 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 -na. That's John... Oh, oh, the, oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, the, uh, the animated 
Yeah, the uh, only anyway. one that matters. That is wrong. That is not the only one that matters. Okay, and we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about John Ottman. So, and then there's a, a slew of others. Danny Elfman. The, the, He's the, the one I know. There you go, Batman 1989. I was going to say like pretty much anything Tim Burton related. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know the Rocky theme? Um, Have you, yes. You've probably heard it. Yes, I'm trying to think of it. Right. Yeah. John Carpenter, Halloween. Must die. No, wait, that was somebody else. Brian Tyler, First Blood, Thor Dark World, Age of Ultron, Iron Man, Charles Bernstein, Nightmare on Elm Street, Bernard Herman, Psycho, 1960. Mike, I'll butcher his name, but oh well. Michael Giacchino, Doctor Strange, Rogue One. He won an Academy Award for Up, people. Yes, uh, that Up. Uh -huh. Up was so sad. It was sad. If you don't like Up, then you are a monster. I've only ever watched the first five minutes, and then I cried yeah. and stopped watching it. It's hard to get through. Yeah, yeah I, understand. <laughs> I understand. Ko Atani, um, Mobile Suit Gundam, your anime. Ramen, I never get his name right. Do you know the Game of Thrones theme, Brittany? Yeah. Sing it for the people. You can do it. Yeah, you get and then you know, Adrian Young with Ali Shaheed Muhammad for the Luke Cage score, seasons one and two. So, see, these are just are some any of these people women. And I was getting to that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I was saving that. Yay. Yes, and this, see, you spoiled it, God. So <laughs> this was good, this is uh, a Pinar Toprick. I, I might not be saying her name properly, but she did, she, she did Captain Marvel in 2019. Oh, nice. She's currently, she's currently doing Stargirl right now. So as I'm listing these people's names, I'm not saying that they haven't done other things, but I'm highlighting things that are in the realm of the nerd. Cool. That's why I'm bringing up the things. Another, in Alan Silvestri, Back to the Future. Ah. Uh-huh. See, so, so these are props. So some of these things are themes that you've heard, and you just may not know who did them. Yep. But these are people that can score, right? So the question becomes, I've told, you know, how do you score? A score, you know, there are certain points in films that, that or, or, or television or games that that stick with us right you know mm -hmm. a, a, a score is supposed to be something that that gives you you know the, the proverbial chicken skin or the goosebumps right it's something that you tie to a moment in one of those things that you've watched or that you've played and they, mm -hmm. they and you hold on to those right so when we think about our introductions you think about the scrolling text in star wars that's iconic even if you don't like star wars you know it or Darth Vader's yeah. theme, the, empire, the theme of the empire. They play that in sports stadiums. You know it. <laughs> That's awesome. What's a, how else do you score the, the beginning of a journey? Okay. Think about Jurassic Park 1993, Journey to the Island. When they're, when they're in the helicopter and they're on their way down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see the beginning of a journey right tense moments the shower scene in psycho everybody knows what that's <laughs> that sounded a little bit more like a dolphin 
Right? <laughs> you, but you get it, right? You don't even like horror movies, and you know that. Din, Everybody din, knows that. Din, din. The Simpsons spoofed it before. Yes, that's true. With with the itchy and scratchy episode about violence, uh, children being, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, replicating violence on TV, right? <laughs> with Baggy, right? You know, sad moments. Aerith's death in Final Fantasy VII. Don't talk about that. I know. I did that specifically for you. I did that specifically for you. Triumphs. Starbuck on the Red Moon in Battlestar Galactica. She commandeers a Cylon ship, reprograms it, and gets off the planet and gets back to the fleet. Crescendos. The fun, you know, Buffy and the, <gasps> the, the Slayers in the Hellmouth. Yes. That whole that whole song it's called final fight if that if that didn't give you the feels i don't know oh, what yeah. can absolutely uh, and then you have finales the let me tell you alan silvestri's main on end at the end the, the credits in in the end of uh, avengers endgame honestly that wraps up all the emotion in one song that is by far the most epic set of credits in a film well i mean it's uh, wrapping up how many films uh yeah but over 20 and here's the thing i'm gonna make this statement right now uh -oh. avengers endgame main on end that should be the graduation theme across the country from here on out <laughs> to hell with pomp and circumstance get that crap out of here it's old nobody cares about it anymore okay <laughs> main i'm making the plug alan silvestri's main on end should be the graduation theme now and forever cool so this is these this is how you score so when you play those games when you watch those films think about those those moments that stick with you and then you know trace it back try to find the song that goes with it it enhances your experience in the true test of a great score or this or a, or a song from a great score is when it can transport you back to that moment. Yeah. You don't need to watch anymore. You don't need the game anymore. It tr automatically transports you back to that moment and how you felt. Think about the sad, you know, when Aerith's death in Final Fantasy VII. What do you, you know? You, 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 you were sad, but then you had to fight at the same time. So when you see how it stirs up so many emotions, you're sad, you're, you're, you're distressed, you're despondent, and you're angry. So, so, so does the music speak to you? Does it stick in your head? Does it make you want to do that hand thing when you hum it? What hand thing? You know, like, like a maestro, like a conductor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> is there something that Brittany is there something out there is there some sort of song that sticks with you as a nerd there's got to be something I think for me just because I don't listen to, I don't watch as many movies as you do so but you I don't have to yes and I think because I can think of a ton of songs right off the top of my head that are songs that mm. the musical sections of them yes. transport me yes. without the lyrics but it's harder for me to think of a specific soundtrack moment. So I'm probably going to have to go with the Harry Potter theme song. Yeah, see, that's fine. That's fine, too. It doesn't have to be just movies, right? See, I think that's what gets lost in all this. People don't think about television shows and video, ga video games. I mean, my God, if we didn't have the music, what would we... It, how would we, why would we care as much? Oh, I know. Things like um, Shadow of the Colossus has an amazing soundtrack. 
And do you like know who composed Shadow of the of Colossus? Not a clue, but it's so pretty. That, if I'm not mistaken, is Ko Atani, who also composed Gundam Mobile Wing. Oh, neat. If I'm not, yeah, that's right. Because Shadow of Colossus was what, 2000, was that 2005? Uh, somewhere around there. And then they think, did the, the remaster recently. Uh-huh. That is Kowatani. So yeah. you see how this, the, the, see how composers you didn't even know, dipping Yay. in different genres. But some ones for me that stick out, random ones, Belly of the Beast off of The Last Crusade, or Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade by John Williams. Excellent, excellent song. Okay. Battle of the Heroes by John Williams. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. That is the the battle of of Obi the the epic battle of Obi Wan and uh, Anakin and the Mushabar oh, system. Okay. That song has all of the feels, as the youth like to say. <laughs> John Carpenter's Halloween theme. No more needs to be said. And here <laughs> is a random one to let people know that I do have a heart sometimes. Robert Crawl, Farewell Cordelia. <laughs> This is when Angel said goodbye to Cordelia in season five. <laughs> yeah. They're supposed to be together, damn it. That's true. <sighs> I'm That's not going to get over that. I'm not gonna they get over really that. are. So not to, you know, to bloviate for too much longer, but so I've thrown out some people that you need to be aware of. So last I'm going to leave you with is a composer on the rise who you really need to take a look at. And you already alluded to it earlier by asking, where are the women? And that would be Pinar Toprik or Toprik. Again, if I'm getting her name wrong, I apologize profusely. But again, <laughs> she she composed the score for Krypton, a series that was uh, supposed to be a prequel to you know the story of Kal El of the House of El, otherwise known as Superman on Sci-Fi, which got yeah. canceled, of course, because it was actually some semblance of science fiction. And we know Sci-Fi is infamous for canceling things that are actually science fiction. Valid. But I'm not bitter. Oh, uh, <laughs> never. Captain Captain Marvel in 2019, and then Star Girl currently, uh, which is a DC property. And if I'm not mistaken, Pinar Toprik, she actually went to. I think she went to the same school as uh, as Hans as Hans Zimmer, or no, I think it was uh, she joined a media production company, which was which is the home of Hans Zimmer, from what Wikipedia told me. If that's that should tell you a lot right there. So she is somebody you have to watch, watch out for or listen for. Very cool. And some suggestions for those of you, even if you haven't in listened to or watched any of these or played any of these, these are just these are just great scores to listen to in general. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade by John Williams. Doctor Who Series Three by Murray Gold and the BBC Orchestra. Hmm. X-Men Apocalypse by John Ottman. Yes, the film is trash, but the soundtrack <laughs> is, is excellent. Unchar Uncharted Drake Drake's Fortune by Greg Edmondson, another person who does a lot of composition in the, you know, in the comic world as well, or comic-based movies. Zelda, anything. Uh, it's right? It's freaking Zelda, okay? Yeah. And then, I was alluding to it before, New Mobile Report Gundam Operation One by Koatani. And finally, Luke Cage season one by Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Muhammad. Great soundtrack if you like, uh, you know, if you like um, 
uh, kind of like almost a you know jazz type. It has a jazz type of feel Ooh. to it. Yeah, you know, but more, but obviously more modernized. You just, just, just excellent from top to top, from top to bottom. Even if you've never even watched the show. Cool. And that is how you score. Me. Yeah, to be honest, I had no idea that a soundtrack and a score were two completely different things. Oh, they are. Unfortunately, you get, and I know they think the terms get used back and forth, which, I mean, I'm, you see some soundtracks or some scores that'll have original compute composed music, you know, laced within them, like yeah. uh, Fast, Fast Five. Brian Tyler, who I left out. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. I left Brian Tyler. No, I didn't. I saw it. I said Brian Tyler. But, you know, <laughs> that'll have, you know, music composed by him, but it'll also have, you know, music by actual artists, musical artists, vocal artists. Um, so, yeah, those are just some examples. But, yeah. Ooh, you should listen to Toby Fox, his soundtrack for the video game Undertale. Undertale. Yes. Gotta put it in the notes. The more and more I was thinking about it, your your question of what is something that transports you, that is that is a soundtrack for a video game that I just I could listen to that soundtrack on repeat. Yes, that's that's what, like that's the biggest thing. Does that that, that is the hallmark? That's the hall. <laughs> that's a hallmark of originally composed music. Does it transport you to that moment or to that game or to that film or to that scene? Yeah or to that sequence. That is the, that foundation. If it can do that, you've got yourself something. I and learned something today. And I learned something that enraged me that I want to soon forget. Yay, you're welcome. I did, there was no Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am very glad to know that you will continue to fuel your hatred of Animal Crossing. And I will now remember to try to use the word soundtrack and musical score not so interchangeably well you know i thank you for that and to not quell my rage any further how about we cross into telling the people the score on where they can find us oh look at that segue you can find us on twitter at nerd pastiche pod on instagram at nerd pastiche and you can send us any emails, any any comments, any things you want us to talk about at nerdpastigepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, podcast.com, and hopefully we'll start adding some more places as people start to listen. And until next time, be nerdy to each other. Nerd.